Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, My Life, by Taylor Renee. Um, This is a podcast about all my medical problems, medical issues, and why I pretty much missed my sixth grade year. When I was 11, uh, everything right up to my birthday and about a year later from my birthday went downhill. First I was throwing up and couldn't keep anything down. And the doctors thought I was making it up, so they sent me to a mental hospital to I don't know, get evaluated or something. But about a month ish later, when I was dropping weight, like I lost hundred pounds in like five weeks by not eating. The doctors did something called an endoscopy on me, where they stuck a, not to sound scary, but like a camera down my throat into your esophagus, well, my esophagus, um, and they pretty much determined that I had something called achalasia. Achalasia is an esophageal cancer, but... It's not too serious. It is the closing of the lower muscle of the esophagus. It can be cured by surgery, Botox, balloon, something. But it's pretty new. Um, And kids, about maybe a thousand kids have it throughout the world. So it's pretty rare. Not many doctors know what it is. You have to go to a gastroenterologist. And they will do tests on you and things to figure out if you have it or not. But pretty much your symptoms are all over your body because your esophagus connects to a lot of things. Your stomach, it touches your lungs, uh, and a lot more things. So I felt pain everywhere. Um, So after we figured out I couldn't eat, like, a week later, um, I ended up passing out at school. Uh, they sent me to a hospital. I got admitted because I wasn't giving off any body fluids. So, pretty much since I hadn't been eating in like three months ish, my kidneys were pretty much dry. And. They just dried out, so there was no fluids in them or blood. So, they did Botox in my esophagus. They put some anesthesia, and they did Botox in my esophagus to see if that would help. Um, Because Botox can cure achalasia if it's not too bad. But it doesn't work for long. Uh... So, like, about an hour-ish later, I woke up, and the Botox had not working. So, they kept telling me, you're lying, you're lying. It worked. And so, they went in again to do another endoscopy, and they realized it hadn't worked, and I had been telling the truth. And no doctor believed me or my gastroenterologist about me having achalasia. So my mom stood up for me and told
told them what's going on and they told them not to send me to a mental hospital because I didn't have any mental issues. But about two months later, or I mean two weeks later, they sent me under again to try Botox. That didn't work, so uh, we waited and waited. About three months later, I had completely given up on ever eating again because when part of your esophagus closes, you can't let anything go to your stomach, so you have to eat via feeding tube. Um, there's permanent feeding tubes which go on your abdomen, and it's there's a tube that goes straight into your stomach, and then there's just for now feeding tubes which is an NG tube, nasal gastric, so it goes through your nose, down your esophagus, into your stomach. Um, but since one, my lower muscle had closed, it was really hard trying to get those in. Um, so we did the best we could, and sometimes we had to go to the hospital to insert them. But about three months later, my mom had found this really good achalasia doctor. Um, he had treated over a hundred kids with achalasia, and they all turned out pretty fine. They could fully eat and drink, and they didn't have to stop walking every two seconds. So, we, my mom emailed um, the doctor. He was in Washington, D.C., and we were in Arizona, so we had to travel. Um, but we made it to D.C., and the day before my surgery, we had um, a checkup to make sure I'd be okay for surgery. And then at midnight, the day before, I couldn't put anything through my feeding tube. We couldn't put anything through my feeding tube because... When they take my feeding tube out while I'm in surgery, they don't want anything to just come out and get, like, stuck in my lungs or my nose because my procedure was very deadly. I couldn't be here today. Um, if I had gone with the other surgeon, my gastroenterologist doctor recommended. So, the day of my surgery, I was, like, a nervous wreck. We waited in the the waiting room for like two hours um so when they called me back I was really scared because it was my first time having surgery on the part of my body that could possibly kill me so when we went back um they put me in a nightgown they gave they didn't do my IV yet because I have weird veins so when they put my IV in it could fall out or like it just wouldn't be in there all the way um so while I was asleep they usually did it so when they brought me into the room where the surgery would be happening they made me lay on this really really cold bed because it was right under the AC vent um and they told me to lay flat on my back um so I have back problems so that was very hard for me, so my surgery got delayed by like 10 minutes <laughs> because we had to find a way for me to fall asleep on my back because, yeah. 
So, after those 10 minutes of trying to get me finding a way to get on my back, uh, they hooked up this suction thing to my tube, um, because it hadn't been pulled out yet. Um, so the suction suctions everything inside the tube and everything inside the stomach except for some gastric acid which stays in the stomach um so when they did that my tube was pressing against the wall of my stomach so when they did that it really 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 hurt so i told them to wait until i was asleep um so they gave me some laughing gas um to help ease me into not feeling anything then they put the turnic which is the thing that squeezes your arm when you're about to get an IV put in or just like blood drawn so I put that on my arm and I started feeling it but then I went to sleep and then they I felt them put the IV in my arm I felt it but not really. But then when they suctioned the tube, I felt that, but it tickled. Um, because when you're under laughing gas, everything seems to tickle. Well, at least for me. So, yeah. Uh, about, I don't know, maybe five hours later, I woke up. I looked a hot mess, but I didn't have my tube anymore. I was very thankful for the doctor who did my surgery because I could still be here not eating. So, yeah. About eight weeks later, I was able to be on crunchy foods, hard foods, soft foods, all types of foods, except for spicy food. Today is about... I don't know, maybe five months after my surgery. I'm still a little hasty about spicy foods, but I'm easing into it. Like, last night I had Chipotle. It wasn't really that spicy, but it was still good, and I did pretty good with it. My achalasia experience has been a lot to handle for someone who's 11 years old and is highly afraid of needles. And with that achalasia, that means a lot of blood drawing, going to the hospital, just pain because your body goes through spasms and they're really, really bad spasms. So when I had achalasia, I thought I would die because my doctor told me that Kids born with achalasia or have achalasia in their futures may not make it. Um, so, I am very happy that my surgery turned out pretty good. I am very thankful for the surgeon. He did an amazing job. I could have died, but I didn't. And I'm thankful. Um, there's no cure for achalasia yet, but they're working on it. Not many doctors know about achalasia, but it's new, so that's perfectly normal. They will learn about it soon enough.
Thank you for listening to my podcast. We couldn't put anything through my feeding tube because when they take my feeding tube out while I'm in surgery, they don't want anything to just come out and get like stuck in my lungs or my nose because my procedure was very deadly. I couldn't be here today. Um, if I had gone with the other surgeon, my gastroenterologist doctor recommended. So, the day of my surgery, I was, like, a nervous wreck. We waited in the waiting room for, like, two hours. Um, so when they called me back, I was really scared because it was my first time having surgery on the part of my body that could possibly kill me. So, when... We went back, um, they put me in a nightgown, they gave, they didn't do my IV yet because I have weird veins, so when they put my IV in, it could fall out, or like, it just wouldn't be in there all the way, um, so while I was asleep, they usually did it, so... When they brought me into the room where the surgery would be happening, they made me lay on this really, really cold bed, because it was right under the AC vent, um, and they told me to lay flat on my back. Um, So I have back problems, so that was very hard for me, so my surgery got delayed by like 10 minutes, (laughs) because we had to find a way for me to fall asleep on my back, because, yeah, so... After those 10 minutes of trying to get me finding a way to get on my back, uh, they hooked up this suction thing to my tube um, because it hadn't been pulled out yet. Um, so the suction suctions everything inside the tube and everything inside the stomach except for some gastric acid, which stays in the stomach. Um, so when they did that, my tube was pressing against the wall of my stomach so when they did that it really 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 hurt so I told them to wait until I was asleep um so they gave me some laughing gas um to help ease me into not feeling anything then they put the turnic which is the thing that squeezes your arm when you're about to get an IV put in or just like blood drawn so I put that on my arm and I started feeling it, but then I went to sleep. And then they, I felt them put the IV in my arm. I felt it, but not really. But then when they suctioned the tube, I felt that, but it tickled. Um, because when you're under laughing gas, everything seems to tickle. Well, at least for me. So, Yeah. Uh, about, I don't know, maybe five hours later, I woke up, I looked a hot mess, but I didn't have my tube anymore. I was very thankful for the doctor who did my surgery, because I could still be here not eating. So, yeah. About eight weeks later, I was able to be on crunchy foods, hard foods, soft foods, all types of foods, except for spicy food.
today is about, I don't know, maybe five months after my surgery. I'm still a little hasty about spicy foods, but I'm easing into it. Like, last night I had Chipotle. It wasn't really that spicy, but it was still good, and I did pretty good with it. My achalasia experience has been a lot to handle for someone who's 11 years old and is highly afraid of needles. And with achalasia, that means a lot of blood drawing, going to the hospital, just pain because your body goes through spasms and they're really, really bad spasms. So when I had achalasia, I thought I would die because my doctor told me that kids born with achalasia or have achalasia in their futures may not make it. Um, so I am very happy that my surgery turned out pretty good. I am very thankful for the surgeon. He did an amazing job. I could have died, but I didn't, and I'm thankful. Um, there's no cure for achalasia yet, but they're working on it. Not many doctors know about achalasia, but it's new, so that's perfectly normal. They will learn about it soon enough. Thank you for listening to my podcast. We couldn't put anything through my feeding tube because when they take my feeding tube out while I'm in surgery, they don't want anything to just come out and get like stuck in my lungs or my nose because my procedure was very deadly. I couldn't be here today. Um, if I had gone with the other surgeon, my gastroenterologist doctor recommended. So the day of my surgery, I was like a nervous wreck. We waited in the waiting room for like two hours. Um, so when they called me back, I was really scared because it was my first time having surgery on the part of my body that could possibly kill me. So when we went back, um, they put me in a nightgown. They gave they didn't do my IV yet because I have weird veins. So when they put my IV in, it could fall out, or like, it just wouldn't be in there all the way, um, so while I was asleep, they usually did it, so when they brought me into the room where the surgery would be happening, they made me lay on this really, really cold bed, because it was right under the AC vent, um, and they told me to lay flat on my back, um, so I have back problems, so that was very hard for me. So my surgery got delayed by like 10 minutes <laughs> because we had to find a way for me to fall asleep on my back. Cause yeah. So after those 10 minutes of trying to get me finding a way to get on my back, uh, they hooked up this suction thing to my tube um, because it hadn't been pulled out yet. Um, so the suction suctions everything inside the tube and everything inside the stomach except for some gastric 
acid, which stays in the stomach. Um, so, when they did that, my tube was pressing against the wall of my stomach. So, when they did that, it really, really, really hurt. So, I told them to wait until I was asleep. Um, so, they gave me some laughing gas um, to help ease me into not feeling anything. Then they put the turnic, which is the thing that squeezes your arm when you're about to get an IV put in or just like blood drawn so I put that on my arm and I started feeling it but then I went to sleep and then they I felt them put the IV in my arm I felt it but not really but then when they suctioned the tube I felt that but it tickled um, because when you're under laughing gas, everything seems to tickle. Well, at least for me. So, yeah. Uh, about, I don't know, maybe five hours later, I woke up. I looked a hot mess, but I didn't have my tube anymore. I was very thankful for the doctor who did my surgery. Because I could still be here not eating so yeah about eight weeks later I was able to be on crunchy foods hard foods soft foods all types of foods except for spicy food today it's about I don't know maybe five months after my surgery I'm still a little hasty about spicy foods but I'm easing into it like last night I had chipotle it wasn't really that spicy but it was still good and I did pretty good with it my achalasia experience has been a lot to handle for someone who's 11 years old and is highly afraid of needles and with that achalasia, that means a lot of blood drawing, going to the hospital, just pain because your body goes through spasms and they're really, really bad spasms. So when I had achalasia, I thought I would die because my doctor told me that kids born with achalasia or have achalasia in their futures may not make it um so i am very happy that my surgery turned out pretty good i am very thankful for the surgeon he did an amazing job i could have died but i didn't and i'm thankful um, there's no cure for achalasia yet, but they're working on it. Not many doctors know about achalasia, but it's new, so that's perfectly normal. They will learn about it soon enough. Thank you for listening to my podcast.